Jamila Lodge and Shelly Thunder. Brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda Business starts here. First one in February That's already. That's right. That's right. And the, the year is going so fast, mm-hmm. I swear. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's love month already. Yeah, we're all talking Valentine's <laughs> already, amongst other things. And of That's course, right. we are welcoming to the show this afternoon, Sloan Johnson, Junior Analyst for the Economic Development Department. Welcome, Sloan, to Mind Your Business. Good to have you on board. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, ladies. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Sloan. I'm happy to have you here to talk a little bit about what you guys have going on at the Economic Development Department. But before we get into the good stuff, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, you know, my name is Sloan Johnson. I've been working with the Economic Development Department um, for about seven years now. I actually just celebrated my 14-year anniversary in government. So All right. I've been there since, you know, the furniture. <laughs> You're trying career to catch me up, girl. Servant, career civil <laughs> servant. There you go. Um, and I run the Cyber Tips program, which is um, a, a program underneath the Economic Development Department. And I have to say it is one of my passions. And I'm very passionate about the program because it has a lot to do with our community. And I'm passionate about our community. Right. So you mentioned Cyber Tips. What exactly is that? So Cyber Tips is a program that teaches technology safety and awareness and just overall digital literacy skills to Bermudians of all ages, not just students. We have a seniors program. We do workshops for teachers and the community at large as well. So overall, how to use your computer safely, basically. Yes. And, And be online safely, I should say. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the Digital Leadership Conference, and can you tell us a little about about that? What is it and how it relates to cyber tips and the stuff that you guys do there? Sure, so the Digital Leadership Conference is one of our most highly anticipated events. Um, It takes place annually, and normally it is planned by a group of students that we have called our digital leaders for the past three and a half years. Okay. This year, obviously, is a little bit different. We aren't able to physically meet with the students. So we are working with some students. We meet virtually once a week. Okay. And the students actually plan the conference. So they choose the speakers. Normally, they would choose the venue and different things like that. And on the day of the conference, they're the ones you see running around with walkie-talkies, making sure that everything runs smoothly. Um, You know, the goal of the conference is to provide all of our students with the knowledge and skills necessary to use technology safety Mm -hmm. um, safely. And, um, you know, it brings all of our island students together for one day of leadership building and, you know, digital awareness. So I think it's awesome the way you have the students kind of lead the coordination of the conference, um, because not only does it give them an opportunity to, you know, comply with what your objective is as it relates to digital safety and all of that, but it actually gives them life skills when it comes to, you know, planning and coordinating large-scale events and things like that. So that's awesome. I didn't know that little piece, Sloan. Yeah, it does. And um, also the students who do participate in the digital leadership aspect of planning the conference. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can think back and some parents may recognize the name Arik Jackson. He's one of the speakers that we've had in the past. And he actually offers leadership training okay. to the students who participate in helping to plan the conference. So they do gain some amazing skills. And who better to plan something for them? Than themselves. Than themselves. Yeah. So... 
you know, they know what the issues that their age demographic is dealing with. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy for them to come up with potential topics and things to discuss and things for the students to do. I agree with you 100%. I mean, you know, when when it's focused on young people, it's like the older I get, the further away. I'm like, look, I think completely different than my son. <laughs> son thinks so. Mm-hmm. Here I am trying to tell him what to do. But if they can hear it out of their peers' mouth, I'm sure that um, it takes whole, right, in a different way. So I know you mentioned it's an annual conference. How many years has it been so far? So this year is our fourth year. Oh, wow. Okay. And I have to say the conference has grown leaps and bounds every the year. So mm-hmm. we started out really small. And last year we were able to host over 800 students. Yeah, I was at that one. Two days. That was awesome so up at Southampton. I did. It was great. I enjoyed it very much. Um, so this year, now I would imagine every year there's a different theme. And this year, mm-hmm. the theme is th- thriving in a virtual world. Can you talk a little bit about why you chose that theme? Of course. So as everybody knows, the COVID-19 pandemic has significantly disrupted how we do all of our day-to-day tasks. So um, we're social distancing now, you know, we're working and learning remotely. Mm-hmm. And that means a lot of times that, um, especially with our young people, it's hard to read social cues yeah. and assess um, different situations, educational, professional, and sometimes even social. It's become more challenging for them. So while some students are thriving in the virtual learning space, a lot of others are struggling with what is quickly becoming the new way forward. And so the goal of this year's conference is to educate and empower all of our participants with the knowledge needed to not only participate in the virtual world, but to thrive in it. Right. And to add to it and to enhance it while remaining mindful and balanced. You know, you bring up a good point that I don't think a lot of people think about is, you know, you you think about what you do and how you've adjusted to working both virtually and remotely. And you're like, okay, it's not so bad. But not everybody has that same sort of experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was watching um, a video on Facebook and it was actually an educator Mm. who was compelling. I mean, she was begging parents to be more involved with their students if they're home with them to help them. Uh, in this remote environment because it is different. Like it is. they're different learners, they're different tip styles, and mm-hmm. looking at a screen may not be the best for a specific type of learner. So mm-hmm. are you gonna address topics like that at the conf- at this conference, Sloan? Yeah, so we have um every year we pride ourselves with the variety of um speakers that we offer and this year is no exception. Um, We have a very strong lineup of both local and international speakers Mm -hmm. um, speaking on a wide range of topics. And one of them um, will touch on that aspect of, you know, participating in the new virtual world. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because so you know how there are certain etiquette, right? Business etiquette when you're you're working and interacting in person, right? In real life, IRL. Mm -hmm. Um, But. It seems like those kind of learned behaviors go out the window when you are on, you know, working remotely when you're by yourself. You're Mm -hmm. like, I'm in my own home. I'm comfortable. So I'm going to take this cell phone call in the middle of a meeting. (laughs) I'm going to eat my lunch in the middle of the meeting. And I'm thinking to myself, like, uh, we're in a meeting. Like, what is going on? Hmm. So I just think it's interesting that the whole behaviors of how we interact and engage Mm -hmm. um, with students, with 
with our clients, with our customers has to change when you're working or, you know, relying on on uh, interacting with each other remotely. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that we're quite there yet. Like, I don't think people understand and realize that, oh, there are certain things that you should or Business shouldn't be Business etiquette continues. Yes, it continues. <laughs> to it the best continues. of your ability, it should. I mean, I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, Jamila's a parent um, and anyone who's a parent and has tried to deal with it and we see the commercials and the things on TV about, you know, people's kids running through the shot or the cat pushes delete or something like that on the keyboard. These things can happen. So, you know, the reality of it, I guess, has to be balanced. Yeah, for sure. You know, with with the environments we're dealing with. But it's good for for people starting out to know, yes, this this certain amount of, of, of decorum and behavior is expected still, even though you're not in the same room together. Right. Now, Sloane, you mentioned that with cyber tips, you um, target all ages. With this particular conference, is it specifically just for young people? So during the school day, the conference runs from 8.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. The daily conference is just for high school and middle school students and, and teachers. But we do have a workshop in the evening each day on the Thursday and the Friday um, for parents and community members at 6 p.m. Okay. And again, the conference is free. All you have to do is go to the conference website, which is BermudasDigitalLeaders.com, and register for the day of your choice um, to participate on the evening of your choice. Okay. So for you, in terms of attendance at this one, in the past, like I said, I attended the one last year up at Southampton Princess. It's pretty much like all the schools come, right? They, they register and come. And is it a, a effort that you make with the actual schools to ensure that the students come? How do you manage that now since it's going to be virtual? So each year we reach out to all of the schools. Um, we send a letter. Um, just to remind them that the conference is coming up. We give them an overall idea of what's going to happen at the conference for that year. So obviously this year we gave them the theme, Thriving in a Virtual World. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, we tried to have as many speakers locked in as possible. So we're able to send an idea of who's going to be speaking, what they're going to be speaking about, um, the dates. I do coordinate throughout the year with the schools to make sure that the dates work out. Um, I learned the hard way the first year that not all schools are on break at the same time. Or right. Come back at the same time. Some people are in exams. That's and, right. That's right. So I try my best to accommodate everybody. Sure. Um, nine times out of ten, all of the schools participate. Um, we have had a couple of schools drop off last year, mm-hmm. um, but all of the government schools participate and quite a few of the private schools. Anyone who is in middle or high school can participate, whether you're homeschooled by your mom, um, whether you go to a small private homeschool, anyone who is enrolled in middle or high school. So the time, again, is is, is during the regular school day, right? It's during the regular school day. So it begins at 8.30 in the morning. Uh-huh. We have a lunch break at 12 o'clock, and it finishes at 3.30. So in terms of students registering this time, is the school going to allow them to kind of do this and log on virtually while they're in school? So what quite a few schools are doing is the registering the students for their chosen track. Mm-hmm. So we have three tracks that you can choose from this year. Okay. Um, and whichever track you choose, you stay locked to that track for the entire day. Um, so let's say you looked at the schedule and you liked all of the workshops in track A. So you choose track A. Um, and are the tracks themed? 
the tracks are not themed. Okay. We tried our best to spread the information out across all three tracks so that no one really feels like they're missing out. Okay, I see what you're saying. It's um, just really based on the time that they're available to attend. Is that how the tracks are? No. No? So um, each track is literally a schedule from 8.30 to 3 o'clock. Okay. But each track has different speakers. So no two um, workshops are happening at the same time. Got you. I got you. Okay. So you really just have to look at it and see what you feel you would be most interested in learning about. Okay. Um, for instance, I'll give you an example. The keynote speech is available across all three tracks. Mm-hmm. So all the, of the students would get that at the same time. But then it breaks off into, um, we have Eric Jackson doing the secret sauce to virtual connections. Um, at the same time, we have Jamal Hartman of The Daily Hour doing utilizing social media to improve our community. And at the same time, we also have um, Antoine Edwards of the Bermuda Esports League doing I created my Twitch account, but where are my followers? Right. So you look at those three workshops and you decide which track best meets the needs of what you want to learn. Okay. Well, at least they have options. Yeah, they do. There's a ton of options. And so do, do you already have the registrations coming in now or are you looking to, to kind of beef up the registrations or get them registered? What has been your experience when it comes to, to actual attendance on the days? So, so far we have just over 400 students registered. That's awesome. Um, I do find that schools tend to register at the last minute. <laughs> I tell them every year, you guys are the reason I have gray hair. <laughs> that's how we do though they're not a- acting any differently than we do right you know we like to wait to the last minute for things most times each year i get really excited about the conference because you know i'm able to talk to people and yeah. see things and you know we're creating things and touching things and this year because it's virtual i have not had any of those experiences right and so i launched the registration i sent it to all the schools and said registration is now open and then I kind of just sat there and nothing happened. <laughs> you were like, and didn't so they hear I me? So, I was so upset. I came home and I told my husband, I was like, you know, I'm really sad that I'm not excited about the conference this year. And then the next day, the, princip- the vice principal from Whitney Institute called me and was like, okay, we have five teachers sitting in front of these computers. They registered the entire school. Oh, awesome. At one time. That makes that's sense. how to do it. Yeah, Whitney. that's how you do it. Everybody that's check Whitney. That's, that's the way to do, do it. it. <laughs> That's how you do so it. I was officially excited after that, and then they steadily started to roll in after that. Right. So, Kudos to Whitney for being the first school and for registering every single student. That's awesome. So, I mean, th- I think that's a great example of what to do, right? Sure. Because if it were in real life, then essentially that's what they would be doing. They mm-hmm. would say, yes, students can go from this time, so they, they would have time off school. Um, and so the same thing I would think should apply, even though it's virtual, because if they're in school and they have access to a computer or a device, they could still be attending the conference and sitting through those sessions. Sure. Which, when exactly. they're still on the campus. Exactly. Mm-hmm. While they're still on the campus. So I'm hoping you, ha- what'd you say? You had 800 last year? Yeah. So Just I'm sure, I'm sure your goal would be to meet and exceed that. Well, that's the one good thing about hosting a virtual event. So our numbers in the past have been limited by the amount of space that sure. we have. Yeah. Bermuda doesn't have a very large conference space that can accommodate thousands and thousands of people. That's so right. each year schools have had to choose which students are going to participate. 
this year because it's virtual. We can Everybody have an unlimited can <laughs> number of participants. That's so right. Every single student has the potential to register. That's pretty awesome. What about the college students, um, Sloan? To be honest, we had not opened it to college students, but um, now that you've mentioned it, that's definitely something that we would consider. See how we come up with ideas Just on the like fly? That. That's yeah. how we do it. Boom. I mean, if that ticket tonight. Listen, but I'm I'm thinking based on what you just said with regard to the fact that you were limited in the past by the number of people you could actually physically accommodate. So I'm like, you can open this up internationally, really, if you wanted to. And there are many kids that are here doing their college online. So yeah, it could be a bunch of local college kids that are working from home that could participate. I did invite um, a few schools, a few middle and high schools from the U.S. to participate with us. Oh, that's cool. Just to give it an international component. Yeah. But again, their schools are on break when ah. our schools come back. Oh, so I see. it doesn't match up. And then with these schools in um, the U.K., the time difference was a major issue. I'm sure, yeah. They did try their best to see if they could make it work. But right. It just didn't work out. Right. But even like I would say... Um, schools in the Caribbean where we are closer in time frame you know what I mean and maybe they're on the same sort of system as we are I don't know I just think that one of the questions I was going to ask you is how has it helped or hindered you the fact that it's virtual and so you know I'll let you answer that question but it sounds like we're having that conversation now about the opportunities that have been presented as a result of it being virtual you can now you know, you're doing all this work to get all these fabulous speakers and you can amplify kind of the message and, and information that you're sharing, not just in Bermuda, but across, you know, the waters. Definitely. I wouldn't say that it's hindered us in any way. Mm-hmm. It's definitely given us a lot of new opportunities that we wouldn't have seen or had otherwise. The only thing I would say that has been a bit disheartening is that like the rest of the world, we've had to pivot so quickly right. to, you know, make all of this possible. There's so many platform options available to, you know, just going through all of them, trying mm-hmm. to decide which is the best platform to use for your event, um, which one offers the most value because, you know, these are taxpayer dollars. We have to make sure that yeah. we're spending efficiently. That's right. Um, and then just the, we want it to go off well, you right. know, and, when you when you can physically touch something and make it happen, you're a little bit more confident mm-hmm. in um, your ability to make it fantastic. So right. I know that, you know, our team has gotten everything lined up just right, but all of us are nervous. You know, what if the internet goes down? Or, <laughs> I know. You know Oh my what god. If it's a blackout? I know. And we have one. It's not like it can't happen, right? We know. Exactly. <laughs> so there's so many things that are beyond our control. Yeah. That, yeah. Um we're just a little nervous about. But aside from that, I wouldn't say that it's been a hindrance having it as a virtual event at all. Right, right. Well, I was looking at some of your speakers and I like if you wouldn't mind just to share with some of the people that you're able to work with. Because the other thing is like when it's local, then you you are mindful of which international speakers you can get, like because that's a cost to get them here on the island and that sort of thing. So I would imagine that you have access to more kind of international expertise and all of that on a virtual basis, which could be, you know, a lot in terms of money, better managed um, by having them uh, participate virtually as opposed to having to physically come on island. Exactly. Well, you know, they're all upset 
Because they, they you know, they've been dying to come to Bermuda. They we just got to let them promise they, they can come after the vaccine. That's they can all still come visit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so like I mentioned before, we have an amazing lineup. So our keynote speaker for this year is David Pride. He hails from Maine in the U.S. Um, and his keynote speech is Crafting an Authentic Image and a Personal Brand. Um why the online you must match the offline you. Hmm. And that's really important because a lot of kids, you know, that's the big thing that comes up. Listen, all, that's not just for the kids. Like I'm like, right. hello, can we uh, log into that? Because, <laughs> you know, those are issues that I think adults and entrepreneurs in general struggle with, right? Absolutely. We gonna log on, Sloan. You might not like it, but. <laughs> he's also going to be doing a talk on bump screws and setbacks. So how to get back up when you've been knocked down. Yeah. Um, then we have Rx Jackson. Rx Jackson is a digital leadership conference favorite. We brought him the first time about three years ago. He came to the second conference, mm-hmm. and he's been requested by students and teachers ever since. Oh, wow. Okay. So we like to say he's become a part of the family. Um, he is a leadership expert and motivational speaker, and he's going to be talking about the secret sauce to virtual connections. So how to take... Um, you know, a lot of our kids talk and text speak, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to translate that into real-life communication. And so now that real-life communication is moving to um, virtual, they still need to be able to learn how to take the information they have and to become leaders in the virtual space. So what do you mean when you say text speak? So IRL. Oh, okay. <laughs> I learned that from my son. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to have a teenager that in the house. Is, hey, you know. <laughs> so um, we also have Tamika Vasquez. She was introduced to me by you, Jamila, yes. um, at GW. Um, she is going to be talking about how to be a citizen in the digital universe. Mm-hmm. We have a young youth activist um, and social media enthusiast from right here in Bermuda, Ajay Pete. Okay. Um, her topic is Am I a Catfish? Hmm. Oh, interesting. Another Bermudian... Um, Jamel Hartman. Yeah. Going to be this show is great. Yeah, the Daily <laughs> Hour. Amazing. I love it. Um, one of our speak two of our speakers actually are going to be on his show tomorrow morning if you guys want to tune in. Um, but he's talking about utilizing social media to improve our community. Right. Which is exactly what his show does. Yes, um, for sure. Deanna Picchio is the founder of the Rap Project. And um, she's going to be talking about how social media negatively affects body image and self-esteem. Big one. Mm, that's, yeah. a good, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really a, big one. That's a heavy uh-huh. topic. And every year we have Detective Inspector Kenton Trot from the Bermuda Police Service and the members of the Department of Public Prosecutions that come to discuss the law. Yeah. And you. This year they're actually going to be dissecting two new pieces of legislation and um, getting student input. So that should be a lot yeah, of fun. That should, yeah, that should be engaging. I'll, that's another one of my questions. I'll let you finish, but I'll ask you after. Remind me, though, because, mm. you know, I forget things. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have Deshaun and Maya of the BBC. Um, they're going to be talking about um, e-entrepreneurship, the benefits of starting a business online as a young entrepreneur. And um, I tell people all the time, you know, entrepreneurship, has no age gap. Like no, right. There's no age limit. There's no prerequisite age mm-hmm. for becoming an entrepreneur. So we definitely encourage youth entrepreneurship. Um, 
We also have Bella Riches from Mix Bermuda. She's going to be doing a painting versus pixels, the value of making art workshop. Mm. So every year, we try to do something that promotes mindfulness. Mm. So while a lot of our kids spend all their time online, it's important for us as parents and community members to encourage them to step away from their devices. Yes. So mm-hmm. Think of this workshop as a sip and paint, but without the sip. Without okay, the sip, without that's, the good. Sip. <laughs> that's a good analogy. Because you bring up a very important point, Sloan. I mean, everyone who's a parent, as I said before, has always heard, you know, the, the downfalls of too much screen time. Yeah. And just from a sort of, you know, physiological point of view, eyesight and eye strain and, and the things that that leads to. So, you know, there is medical reasons to uh, focus more than two feet in front of you (laughs) for periods of time, you know, when so much of of life uh, is now conducted uh, virtually. So it's good that you guys address those sorts of things. It's it's very, very important health-wise. Last year we did yoga. It was really fun. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) But um, we also have Antoine Edwards from Bermuda Esports League, and he's Mm going to be talking about Twitch, Mm -hmm. um, which is a, a platform that a lot of our young people are using. And then in the evening for the parents and community members, we have Katie Greer. She's an international online safety speaker, and her topic is digital safety and youth, what's new, what's now, what's next. Okay. Um, Those are questions that even I, as a parent, ask almost every day. What's new? What's going on? Like, you know, I ask my son, what's happening now, like, you know, in the tech world, and what do you think is coming next? Because it's really important for us as community members and parents to stay up with the times, to know what our children are doing. Absolutely, to know that what, is so true. What could be coming down the pipeline? Because think of it, nobody knew that with the onset of COVID, we would all be working from home. Right. Um, so now that we're all working from home, what's next? Exactly. And the thing I think that is is really important is the fact that so many children are now on their screen. I mean, my, my son... It, he won't come out of his room because he's all, you know, he's, I'm like, are you okay? Are you yeah. breathing? Is he just yeah. eating? Yeah. Um, he's always on. And so it's just interesting as a parent to try and understand how to, I don't know, encourage them to take a break because sure. now, thankfully, they're back in school, but not sure. everyone around the world can say that. Like exactly. a lot of people are still doing remote learning. So then you're like, you have the remote learning where you're on the screen, then you're playing games, then you're talking to your friends online. I'm like, mm-hmm. remember outside? That yes. used to be a thing. Yeah. Like <laughs> outside has to be emphasized as it is still a thing. It's, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so it's still a thing. I think it's that's important. necessary. Yeah. To you know? try and put in some kind of, I don't know, stop gaps or some time limits or something. Just how do you manage that whole process? So mm-hmm. um, hopefully what your evening sessions can kind of speak to that and give us some tools as parents mm-hmm. to try and do that. Because we try to trick girl, they don't work. <laughs> <laughs> they do not work. Oh my um, goodness. What are the other um, evening sessions, Sloan? So at the moment, that is the only evening session. Okay. I am working on one more. Okay. Um, but the speaker has not confirmed yet, so I don't want to advertise it prematurely. Okay. Um, but at the moment, that's the only evening session we have. And we have found that um, <clears throat> the best part of the evening sessions is after the speaker has finished giving their main talk, mm-hmm. the conversation that sure. happens afterwards. Right. The questions that are asked. Um and even if we don't have the answer to those questions right away, the fact that they're being asked and we can start to do the research and do the Follow work up. Yep. Is, mm-hmm. 
getting those answers, especially as they pertain to Bermudian kids and right. Bermudian community members. It's really important to have, you know, a lot of times the online discussion is a difficult discussion. Yeah, it is. And so we try to make it um, easier to have the conversation. We try to make sure that it's an environment where everyone feels comfortable and free and open to act you know, what they consider to be the hard questions. And I was going to ask you, my question I was going to ask you earlier was about engagement, right? So it's hard enough. I know for myself, when I'm doing a presentation in front of like hundreds of students and I'm looking, some of them are sleeping, Mm -hmm. some of them are on their phone, you know, so you're like, you're trying to modify your delivery to ensure that they're engaged. How do you do that? in this kind of virtual world, like I'm, I'm sure that's a whole nother 30 minute conversation. And, and yeah. Shelly's telling me I have two minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would imagine that that is going to be the challenge, right? To keep these students engaged, you know, for the reasons I said earlier, where my kids on, on the phone, I mean, on, on the computer for school, then he's on the computer for play. And now you're like, sit here and listen to me, talk to you about something that you should be doing for <laughs> another 20 or so minutes. But uh, what has been your experience with keeping the kids engaged, Sloan? So that was one of the first challenges that I put to our speakers this year. How I wanted to know how are they going to keep the students engaged? What are each of them? And we got them all together on a Zoom call. And um, they each told everybody what they were talking about. And they brainstormed about how to make their different topics interactive. Mm. Um, and they helped each other with that. One of the things that um, is important is the platform that we're using. So the platform is the Excel event platform. Mm-hmm. It actually allows for speakers to bring students up on stage oh, cool. um, using their cameras. There's a chat feature, so a live chat so that the students can engage during the um, conversation. There's polls. They can upload pictures. Okay. So there's tons of ways for them to engage okay. during the actual presentation. Um And then, just as a note, all of the presentations will be available after the conference for a couple of days. And I think that's... people who are registered can log back in. And and look at... I mean, like, you know, topics they may not have been able to see because they were in a different track. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I know we're at the bottom of the hour, but I just want for everyone, for all those who are listening, if you can just repeat how they register um and and what we can do to encourage more students uh registering and and getting on because it's i think it's it's great topics valuable information that i think we're all going to need not just the, the kids but based on what you said i think we all need a little bit of that so they can register at www.bermudasdigitalleaders.com or they can contact um the cyber tips department the cyber tips office at 294-2774. Um, there's tons of ways that I would definitely make sure that your child's child is going to participate mm-hmm. because they may just be registering the children in groups. Let me stop calling them children. The young people. The young people. <laughs> in groups. Um, so because some schools have had parents register their children individually. Right. And they've been registered twice. Okay, the school then went and registered them. So definitely check to make sure your child's school is participating. If you are a small home school and you need assistance with registration, please do not hesitate to reach out to our office. We will help walk you through the registration process. 
All right. Well, Sloan, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about it. We're excited to be participating. Um, my team members, the youngest of them, will be doing our presentation this year for the reasons I stated early on. But I'm really um, excited about this conference. I hope those who are listening are excited about it. It's definitely necessary. We must be um, figuring out how to thrive in this virtual world. And I think your conference is going to help us do that. What are the days the conference is on again, Sloan? It's February 18th and 19th. All right. Well, I'll see you there. I'll make sure my kids are registered, and um, I'll definitely be there to support my team members as well. So thanks again, Sloan. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, Jamila, we're going to do it all again next week, same time, same place. That's right. Thanks to all the listeners out there. We hope we uh, gave you some good information. You can't say you didn't know because we just told you all about <laughs> it like we do every week. That's right. And we look forward to the next uh, the next one when we'll be here to mind your business one more time because right. if you don't, who will? Thank you for listening to Mind Your Business with BEDC. Bermuda Business starts here.